Welcome to Eddie's Launchpad, the Dogthorpe Infant School podcast for children, parents, families and teachers. Sit back and enjoy the show. It's time to dream, believe and shine. Five, four, three, two, one. Welcome back to Launchpads. It's lovely to have you back with us, listeners. Thank you for joining us today. Now, as you know, once a month, we always have on our parenting expert, Sue Atkins, and she's with us today. Good morning, Sue. Good morning. Now, what we're finding in school is that some of our children, not all of them, we've got some really, really nice kids and they they get they knuckle down as soon as they get in and they want to get on and they want to learn. But one or two of our children, if we say to them right now we're going to do maths or now we're going to do a bit of writing or now we're going to do some reading, and they often use the word, no, I don't want to do that. Now, of course, a lot of that is about working with the children and encouraging them, and that's fine. But what we've found, and perhaps other schools that are listening to this have the same problem, is that children are struggling with no um, because they don't like it when we want them to do something because, well, perhaps they're not getting or hearing that word at home. Would you say that's true? I think it's very true, and I've written a blog about it, and I talk quite a lot about it, you know, I say no and how you say no and if you mean no. And I know people are really busy and it's much easier to give in to kids. Of course it is. You know, we've come through a pandemic. We felt guilty. We were stressed out ourselves. We were trying to juggle home and work and life and cost of living crisis. But, you know, there's a lot of pressure on parents. But the main question for me is, you know, if you're not putting a boundary around your kids and you're not saying no, what are you teaching them? That they can do what they like whenever they like? Because when they go to work eventually, because they're only little now, I know, but when they go to school or when they eventually go to secondary or they go to work, um, they're expected to conform in certain ways. Society expects you to conform. I don't mean squash your spirit, Um, But you do have to kind of follow some rules in life. And so part of that is, you know, pick up your toys. Come and sit over here. Let's read a book. Let's do your homework. Let's help you with your spelling. Let me show you with the writing. You know, we don't have to make it horrible. We don't have to shout. We have to make it fun, though. And I'm not saying life is always a bundle of fun. But if you gamify if you like, because they're so used to playing games. So if you make it fun, I know it's a simple thing, but I used to stick on music and say, right, we're going to tidy up the toys and we're going to dance around and put them all in the box and put them away. Let's see if we can do it in 35 seconds or whatever I made up. Let's go and brush your teeth. I'm going to count to 80. Ready? Get set. 
go. And then, like, you know, I wasn't really counting to 80. Don't tell them. But I made it a game. They had a bit of fun running around trying to get the toothbrush and do all that. But they were doing as they were told. And another way of doing it is to give kids choices. You give them limited choices. So are you wearing your blue jumper or your red jumper implies you are wearing a jumper because it's cold outside, but I am giving you a choice, whether that's a toddler or a kid, you know, any age, really, not a teenager, they won't thank you. But it's for a teenager, it'd be, do you want to do your homework before or after you've had your tea or your breakfast or whatever it might be? So that it implies that you're in charge, but they are doing as they're told. The secret to this is making sure you're in a good place, making sure you feel confident, your tone of voice is confident, your um, persona, your body language, your tone of voice, everything about it, you mean business. I don't mean you need to be cross, but you need to mean it. So when I used to walk into a classroom and I was deputy head and stuff, I'd say, right, everybody, we're going to do this today. Now, let's see what we're going to do. So it's all part of the voice and the sort of enthusiasm of it. But we're going to be doing our numbers and doing our spelling and doing all the things we've got to write a story about and all the rest of it. We need parents on board. We need you to make sure you are supporting us. And you're not doing your kids any favours if you don't put any rules or any boundaries. Have them simple, but you have them around the kids. I had a client once. She had 35 rules on the back of the door for this five-year-old. He was hitting pillows. He was so cross. You know, the husband was playing a load of golf and not coming home at times because it was all a bit, oh, a bit too many rules and a bit stressful. I'm not saying that. But do have, sit down now, or when we finish listening to this, with a cup of coffee or a cup of tea, get a piece of paper, fold it in half, write what is acceptable on one side, just a few things. On the other side, what isn't. Then think about what would be the consequences if they didn't follow through on what I've said here. Again, not smacking, not shouting, not doing it. Again, right, well, you can't, you know, teenage, you can't have your phone for the afternoon or a, a little one. You know, you're not going to watch a program this afternoon because you didn't do, you know, what I said. Children need to learn there are choices that they make and consequences if they don't. So it's really helpful for children to have choices and consequences, not punishments, but also make sure your energy, look after yourself, get a break from the kids sometimes, meet a friend, go for a walk, go for a swim, I don't know, whatever you do to unwind. Because then you come back into the kids who are tiring and demanding with more energy, more patience, more resilience, and also, you can mean it a bit more because you've got more strength. So I hope that helps answer that. The earlier that we can we can impress this upon children, it's not just about school age, is it? It's it's also uh, the earlier you can start them, the easier it will be for for parents further down the line, isn't it? Because you learn. I remember that when when Eddie yeah. when we first got Eddie as a puppy. Eddie would do all sorts of things. You know, he would chew a pillow that we didn't want him yeah. to, and it was about yeah. correcting. If he wanted to have a wee, he would just wee indoors. So because yeah. he was a puppy, he didn't understand. Yeah. So I've literally carried him to the door weeing to put him yeah. outside. And eventually, after he got he his punished. treat, he got a treat for coming back. Yes. So he thought, oh, I get it. So now I get a yeah. treat if I go out to do what I have to do, you know? So, and, yeah. and, and many ways, that's like that with parenting, isn't it? You have to start them yes. really, really young. You do. So it's with toddlers, like I say, and you put in some boundaries. You'd have to get cross, but you have to be consistent. You have to do it hundreds of times. People say, I said that to him, he didn't do it. 
Well, that was once. You know, I do get the analogy. I've got some dogs. I've got three dogs. And it's the same thing. You have to say it over and over again. It's like when you watch the, the programs on the telly about training the puppies and the dogs. You do have to say it consistently. Because the reason for this, right, listeners, lovely listeners, <laughs> as Vanessa Feltz would say, <laughs> is your children then learn eventually to self-regulate. They then learn to you know, discipline themselves, if you like. They can control themselves. They make better choices for themselves. And in fact, these boundaries and this stuff that you put around them makes them feel safe. It makes them feel secure. It makes them feel loved. The analogy I use in my book, Raising Happy Children for Dummies, you know, one of the famous black and yellow ones, is there's a picture in there of a sheep. And there's some sheep in a field with boundaries. So in the sheep, he can mooch about and push against these boundaries and the boundaries push back a bit and he's happy and secure. There's another sheep in a field where it's so tightly penned in, he can't breathe the sheep. He feels totally constricted because the rules are too many and too strict. Then there's the sheep in a field with no boundaries at all. And he thinks the wolves are going to come and eat him anytime. He's scared because there are no boundaries. So if you think of that analogy, you really want to be the sheep in the pen where there is a firm, fair and consistent boundary around the sheep. They can push against it a bit because kids and sheep will. <laughs> but you push back gently and firmly, but consistently. That's so, so important. Being consistent with it too. And and as you say, I mean, it's um, the the work that we do with our toddlers then goes on when they're in older older years. I, I know that I've not got children myself, but I know people who have got teenagers, and just getting them up out of bed and get to school is a mammoth task. And and uh, then then they don't want to do that, and so it's all this bargaining thing and about saying, look, come on, we need to we need to do this because of course uh, those of you who are listening who've got teenagers and go through this, you're encouraging them to go into school and it's very important for them to go because they need to get their grades, but also you're teaching them a little bit of a lesson that if they want to keep their job after they leave yep. school, they've got to get out of bed and they can't lay in because whilst missing a day at school gives you. Uh, might get you a mark in a book or on your record on your attendance record of course if you're late for work you could lose your job yeah without a doubt and that's the bigger picture that's what parents get they get very stuck in the socks and pants of life and i get that i remember it as well you know brush your hair eat your dinner brush, you know brush your teeth go to bed um but you need to think the bigger picture you are raising a, an adult a responsible adult that knows the kind of rules of life that can regulate themselves. They're also a joy to be around. People want them to come to parties. You know, kids will invite them to all sorts of things because they're a nice kid to play with and they're kind and they're polite. And, you know, they, they conform to, you know, not jumping on your settee and breaking things. So the way to do that, though, is start young, be consistent, have that in your mind always because you are actually raising an adult not just a child praise them when they get things right reward them if you like some people don't like stickers or extra story or staying up on friday for, you know a bit later to watch the telly i remember that was a treat for me on a sunday um in half term you know i was allowed to watch a film we used to have a film on a sunday um you know that was a reward it was a treat it was a privilege it wasn't a right um don't necessarily reward them for goodness sake with money and don't just let them play on their PlayStation or game stations and stuff for hours on end. 
that buzzes them up. It doesn't help them. And then they turn into, you know, somewhat isolated teenagers. So encourage them. A child wants to please you. They want you to, you know, reward them with a smile or a hug. It's not about all those other big things. They're the small things. A, an extra story or a fun thing to do together, play Lego or whatever you do. So please do do that. This is not just so they do well at school. This is so they do well at life. Mm. How, how much of would you say the lockdown made things worse? Because we've noticed that in, in certainly with some of our children in school at the moment who went through the lockdown at a very uh, early stage, a very early age, and they, they learnt they could stay at home, play in the garden or something, and only do lessons learning at a certain time what we've now found is that um having them in school all the time we're having to reprogram them for learning if you see what i mean uh, a full yeah. school day is hard work because it yes. means having to work mornings and afternoons but yeah. but then then those that don't want to do it we found has got worse would you say the lockdown has made more of a problem uh for our parents now I, I do think there's repercussions to that pandemic. My goodness me, some people were living through extraordinary difficult circumstances. You know, they lost loved ones. They had elderly people in care they were worried about. Their kids were off school. There was so much uncertainty that perhaps parents overcompensated. They thought, oh, God, this is an awful time. Let me, you know, okay, play out in the garden. Or they were trying to juggle doing a bit of work or whatever they were trying to do. So they let kids kind of get away with stuff, some of them. Other parents haven't got confidence. And for an easy life, oh, do what you want, you know, for as long as you want. That's really not your job. Your your job is to raise a happy, confident, uh, resilient adult, really, that can, you know, can succeed in life because they have self-discipline. And this is what we need to bring back, I suppose, into some sort of school environment, because in school you have structure and children do, you know, they thrive and bloom and blossom on structure. We all do. Call it routines, if you like. Mm. You know, you get up, you make your bed, you brush your teeth, you come have the breakfast, you put your shoes on, whatever it is. You have routine. And routine is good for mental health. I, I do a parenting hour on Twitter every Tuesday at 8 p.m. And I've just, you know, loaded up some of my images and some of the things I want to talk about. And I talk about structure. I'm doing one about mental health on the 7th of March because it's International Parenting uh, Mental Health Week which is an unusual one, um, just about parents. But structures for us as adults and for children, and it gives us a sense of stability. So if you start to see it in those terms, then you're not just thinking, oh, this is something the school want me to do. You're actually giving your children a gift because then they feel safe, they can learn, they can laugh, they can play. You have structures, but you put in play time and fun time as well as, you know, reading time or doing your homework time or whatever you've got to do time. But put structures into your day and you will really watch your children thrive, I think. And also that supports the school. And let's face it, home and school working together for the good of our kids. We all have children that are best at our heart 
So let's work together and let's help each other. And if you're struggling a bit, go and reach out and talk to a friend or go and reach out and get some advice or, you know, get some help if you're struggling with any of that stuff. And I hope this triggers you to think in a different way because I do think children need to build back up that ability to structure their day. If um, there's teachers listening to this who, who have this problem in their class or if you if there's a parent who's listening who thinks, I, I would like a little bit of extra help, you've mentioned about your parenting hour, which is well worth uh, listening to, listeners. Get, get on and find this. You'll find it on... Do, do a Google search. You'll find it. It's really worth listening to... Yeah, to it's search. on Twitter and it's hashtag parenting hour. And there, so you can find there it There we there. are. There we are. Now, there's really worthwhile you doing that, listeners. And I'm sure you'll learn a lot from that. But are there any books about uh, saying no that you could recommend? Gosh, all parenting books will have that kind of thing. My books, I mean, Parenting Made Easy, How to Raise Happy Children is my best-selling book. There's everything in there, to be honest. Of course, I'm going to plug my own book. But there's also Raising Happy Children for Dummies, one in the Black and Yellow series that's mine as well. And you can dip in and out of all of my books, those two books. You don't have to read the whole thing. It's not a, a tomb. I make it like I sound when I chat. You know, you read the book, dip in and out of that. Oh, let's look up what she says about toddlers and discipline. Let's look up about teenagers and drugs or something. You know, let's look it up read the bit that's relevant and put the book away again. You know, you mm. dip in and out of it. They're, they're when the you best feel books. You might need it. They're the best yeah. books, aren't they? The ones that you can go to and say, let me have a look and see and just look them up. They're the better that they are the, the most effective, I always find. And if you're struggling with anything, I, I created the Sue Atkins Book Club. Go to my website, thesueatkins.com, the one and only, thesueatkins.com. Click on book club. There's a host. We've got loads of new authors on there as well. Whether it's a specific thing you're worrying about, like autism or stammer. I've got a new one about, you know, kids that stammer or I've got one about their emotions. I mean, there's a whole gambit. And if you're interested in technology, there's Ava Chip Books. I don't know if you've had Beverly on to talk to you. You know, there's wonderful, wonderful books in there that will give you a hand. There's also books for you, but there's books for kids so that, it will start these big conversations with little people. So you read a little story at bedtime, but it starts the conversation with you. So you can expand it and sort of chat about it. And it's a nice, easy way to pass on some of the important stuff. So have a play and have an explore in my book club. Well, as always, it's been a great pleasure talking to you, Sue, and thank you for your time today. And listeners, if you want to get in touch with us, you know how to do that. And also, uh, Sue comes back every month to bring out uh, 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 great advice. If there's an issue or there's something that you would like some advice from Sue about, get in touch with us. We're on all the social medias. We're on our, our website, which you know is dreambeliefshine.co.uk. Find us and uh, we'll be very, very happy to feature you in a future episode. Eddie and Captain Dave, thank you all for listening to their show today. Join them again next week when, once again, we'll take another learning journey on the Hampton Academy's Trust Launchpad, the podcast to encourage young stars to dream, believe and shine.
podcast is brought to you by Eddie Edster, the Dogsthorpe Infant School Wellbeing Dog, bringing hugs, paw shakes and high fives. This Cavalier King Charles Spaniel helps our stars to dream, believe, shine.